1: cheaters and we're back this is the always cheating podcast my name is josh i'm here with brandon brandon how are you
0: man there's something about this josh where i feel like we're still like jet skiing over the wake of last season it's like the (laughs) the last season was a freighter going down the channel and we're just like jet skiing over the 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 trail of it and it feels kind of good we met up um a couple of nights ago just to do a little bit of pre-season planning Mm -hmm. for the pod and and um It was just sort of an always cheating retreat, such as it was during these strange times. And it was crazy to me how quickly we went from thank God that season's over to holy cow, let the next season begin. Um, The excitement is just kind of like immediately bubbling back up
1: yeah and I think especially in America where um, it's just like everything about American sport outside of the NBA, which is like the NBA pulled it off, the bubble is working. congrats to them. The rest of like college football, which um you know, I'm not like a, the biggest college football fan, but um, but certainly you know you know you and I both went to Big Ten's you know Big Ten school, like college football is a big thing and that's just like done. Uh, game NFL, game. who knows what's gonna happen there uh, baseball, it's like, you can barely talk about baseball cause you're talking about like COVID cases all the time. And so it's like, I just want like the premier league was even without fans in the stands. It was like a, pr- a pretty normal experience, you know, like outside, you know, if you, once you adjusted to the fake crowd noise, it was like, this is good. This is sports. This is fun. And so, yeah, yeah bring it on. It's, it kicks off in, in about a month. And so we're doing uh this is an annual podcast for us. We always do it before the season starts and it's our price prediction podcast. So we, we, just try to predict. We, we go through. Uh, we go through all twenty teams. Obviously, it's just a couple players per team. I try to give at least one player a uh, pick. It's like when I was a kid and the Detroit Tigers were always really terrible. Uh, uh-huh. But there's a rule in Major League <laughs> Baseball that for the All Star Game. Uh, one player must be picked from every team. Yeah, so So uh,
0: It's up to the listeners now, Josh, to guess which one Newcastle player that you selected (laughs) to feature in our price prediction. Yeah.
1: I was going to call it the West Brom rule, but yeah, I think Newcastle, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Newcastle works too. Uh, So yeah, we're going to go run through a bunch of different players. We're also going to talk about uh, some of the, some of the the new signings that are coming through and try to predict the podcast for, or try to predict the prices for people like uh, Timo Werner. It's the one where like you and I just famously make a ton of bad predictions. Um, yeah. I uh, I like never get anyone's position correct. And I think it was one year you said you thought Mosala was going to come in at, was it like 7.5 million or something like uh, that? I, I will never
0: forget the phrase I used uh, in that price prediction pod when I called Mosala wildly inessential. <laughs> and, um, you know, prediction is a mugs game and, uh, mm-hmm. everyone knows True. that, but we're kind of yes. here, <laughs> we're kind of here at an FPL <laughs> podcast to prognosti- prognosticate a, yeah. um, it's kind of why people listen and B it's kind of fun. So let's, let's put ourselves out there, Josh, if we get it wrong, so be it. We can yep. live to podcast another day.
1: That's right. This is like the um. this is like the hang- this is not the like sit down with a notepad and pay attention kind of podcast. This is a like you're like you get your feet in the kiddie pool and you just want something to listen to. You know, that, that's what, this is our <laughs> little, summertime price prediction uh-huh. pod. I like so that. Gonna try- I was going to go yeah. for a
0: uh, for a dopamine drip, but you went for the we're at we're actually on vacation and maybe we've got a pina colada in our hand <laughs> while we listen to some FPL content. That's exactly what it
1: is. That's right. Exactly. So we're going to uh, just keep keep the tone pretty light today, and we're going to try to predict as many teams as we uh, can get through before we uh, collapse. So uh, before we do, uh, just a quick thank you. A bunch of new patrons, Brandon, uh, since the yeah. season ended. And you can become an Always Cheating patron at any time. You can go to patreon.com slash cheating to do that. We're not going to hit you too much with the Patreon push right now. Obviously, the season hasn't quite kicked off yet. Uh, but, you know, you can become a patron at any time and just to say thank you. Uh, and uh, we have a new Volkswagen patron. Thank you to Harold Miguel Martinez, at the Lord Zola tier, Noel Tan, Sujin Shah, and Pete Fellows. And at the Pookie patron level, Pass and Anders Landholm. So thank you to all the new patrons. And a quick shout-out to uh, producer patron FPL Merch, uh, a.k.a. Ross Shorland. Anyone who's been on Twitter the last couple of weeks may have seen that he created a Kickstarter uh, for his, uh, his high high-end FPL custom mugs that he created. So uh, if you want to support someone in the FPL community, uh, you can check out his Kickstarter. Just go to FPL merch, uh, no space um, on Twitter and uh, you can find a link there. I'm sure you can go to Kickstarter too and hunt around, but that seems like the easiest way to do it. So uh, patreon.com slash always cheating. And we've got to actually have a bunch of new stuff that we're going to talk about in upcoming podcasts. But I think the coolest thing is that we're finally making as, as, uh, promised at the end of last season a Make Fantasy Fun Again t-shirt. So, yeah. uh, Brandon, I think you're working on the mock-ups right now.
0: Yeah, it's going to be great, Ed. You know, there are tiers there where you get a free t-shirt and you'll get one. And I, I wanted to just – well, you and I both want this, Josh. We're not just going to have this opening the season with a theme, Make Fantasy Fun Again. Is it possible – that we go through the entire 2021 season where making fantasy fun is the overriding theme or will we get to say <laughs> what's, what's the over under two. on yeah. us? <laughs> yeah, exactly where we're like, well, wow, this is
1: another crap season. I am really going to, I'm, I'm going to be pro. I don't know. It's all sounds so it sounds like you're like, you're in like, you know, recovery, but like, I'm, I'm really going to try to be process focused this season not results focused if at all possible uh yeah we'll 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 see how that goes but um yeah so i think that's that you know so we'll talk more about that later um champions league europa league uh i I did watch a little bit um of the uh, man united match today i watched an extra time of that one and um yeah i'm sort of in of kind of two minds about uh Uh, About these matches, because uh, on the one hand, it's going to be really screwy for the Premier League if uh, if these teams make the uh, Champions League and Europa League finals. Uh, Uh, On the other hand, how cool would it be if Wolves won the Europa League and played in the Champions League next year?
0: It would be sick. It would be really cool. Yeah. And the thing that make it makes it screwy for listeners out there who aren't fully aware is there is basically a guarantee for all of these teams that they'll get four weeks off between the end of their season, such as it is these European competitions. So that includes city playing in the champions league. That includes United and wolves playing in the Europa league. So right. when the premier league kicks off September 12th, there's a very good chance that one or two, if not all three of those premier league teams, I just mentioned won't be starting in game week one. Cause they're still uh, taking their, their mandated time off. So a, yeah. that means you got a lot of great FPL assets that could be on the back burner for a couple of weeks. And B, maybe we could see some very early double game weeks because of it, which is which is very intriguing for those managers in the know.
1: Yeah, I think we could see double game weeks. I think um, you know, it's interesting because they haven't actually released the schedule yet. I think there's a chance we see that schedule Within the next few days, um, normally it would take a little bit longer, but given um, given the quick turnaround time, I think we'll see a schedule fairly early. But they could, I suppose, if they haven't released the schedule yet. It's always hard to work these things out because it's like, you know, it's like you can't have two clubs in the same area play on the same day because of police and all that stuff. But you'd wonder if, like, there was a way they'd set it up so that Man United and Wolves um, – we're set to play each other in game week one or something you know what i mean so that like it would be a little easier to schedule it wouldn't affect four teams it would just affect two yeah um but that's just like total blind speculation yeah. uh and man city i mean they play um you know is it Lyon? i think yeah they play they, Lyon.
0: They they've got basically i mean Lyon. we have to give them credit for what they've how far they've progressed but of all the matchups, you talk about Barcelona pay, playing Bayern Munich. Like, that's just a massive classic Champions League matchup. City, yeah. for all intents and purposes, have a bye playing against Lyon. I mean, City yeah. have great penchant for blowing it in the Champions League. So <laughs> I was we'll going to say, this happens. is going to
1: come back, yeah, when, when Lyon <laughs> win 2-1 on Friday or whatever that match is, uh, th- those words are going to come back to haunt you. But I agree. I mean, I think uh, – and I really want to see – I mean, I want to see Man City play uh, Barcelona or, or – or uh, Bayern. I mean, either... T- I mean, Bayern actually at- is the team that I think is, has got to be the favorite to win it. Right? Well,
0: and that, that would be a great a great narrative for Pep, Pep playing. I mean, if, if there could be a three-way match where Barcelona plays Bayern and Man City at the same time, that would be a true <laughs> Pep and Harvey. The narrative, <laughs> though, Josh, that I'm actually rooting for the most is in the Europa League, and there could be a final between Inter Milan and Manchester United. And I have always... I mean, I'm not the only one. You love you love him too, Josh Romelu Lukaku. Oh, I sure, would love Ram. to see Lukaku absolutely destroy Manchester United single handedly. And by all accounts, I, and I didn't watch a single minute of the match, but Rom had his way against Leverkusen today in the Europa League, yeah. and I would He's just love awesome. to see him yeah. get his um, get his due against that team that he just never found a way to really utilize him the way he ought to have been.
1: Well, I think he was, he was partially responsible for that. Uh, (laughs) Fair fair enough. Fair
0: enough. Yeah. That was, that was just me. That was a lazy phrasing on my part. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Ram, you should have, um, you should have tried a little harder. (laughs)
1: <laughs> that's a nice uh that's a, i think what's a nice podcast today brandon so we'll just we'll just leave it at that uh all right so uh let's get to our uh, our price predictions uh just we want to jump right into it but a, a quick heads up brandon uh we have uh our friends at fantasy football hub and we've been friends with them for quite a long time now uh are offering 30 percent off to always cheating listeners uh, wait wait, wait wait wait
0: josh josh are you saying this is a special deal <laughs> Just for the people who are listening to the Always Cheating podcast. Have I
1: got that right? <laughs> That's right. And it's uh, I guess you know you made it, Brandon. When people just when people just offer you free stuff for your list. It's like it's like a swag bag, Brandon. It's like it's like it's like, you know, you go to like a movie premiere yeah. and you get your little plastic bag.
0: You get so, the iPod uh, shuffle, you know, just fresh <laughs> off the uh, the line from Cupertino. I love it.
1: So you go to fantasyfootballhub.co.uk slash always30 uh, to get a discount. And uh, Fantasy Football Hub, we've talked about them before, but it's, you know, the greatest fantasy minds managing today. I mean, just really top- very smart, very serious, very interesting managers. Uh, Matthew uh, Perry um, and Adam Hopcraft and like a billion more. I kind of reluctant to even name a couple because there's so many uh, big ones on there. Uh, and people people whose just opinions I really respect uh, about the game. Um, get access to all of the data, uh, real optostats, stats, easy to use player comparison tools. Uh, they have these great game week planning tools like advanced fixture tickers, custom spreadsheets created by the man himself, Brandon. Ben Crellin and you ben. get access out to, to Ben Crellin, the one and only. Yep. And access to uh, chat with other managers, including private slash or, or, or stroke as they say in the UK, Brandon, private stroke secret WhatsApp groups. Uh, so you can uh, access a uh, private conversations. Josh,
0: let me you, tell you um, mm-hmm. my wife's family is on WhatsApp all the time. And as far as I'm concerned, that is a secret WhatsApp group because I don't want to know what's going on in there. <laughs> but but um, when Adam Hopcroft is 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 on the on the horn, I want to know. So right, you visit fantasyfootballhub.co.uk slash or stroke as you say always thirty, and it's always thirty because when you go to fo- fantasyfootballhub.co.uk slash always thirty, you get thirty percent off. whichever tier you choose and when you choose one of those tiers you get access to that stuff that josh went went through the stat the stats, the access to these managers the comparison tools so um i hope it's a great deal that our listeners can take advantage of if they so choose
1: that's right brennan okay taking a break back with player predictions all right, Brand. we're back. Player predictions. As I noted before, I have uh, players, at least one from every team. Uh, some teams like Arsenal. Uh, I've got four. I guess I got four from Chelsea. Lots of Liverpool. Uh, Aston Villa, you get one. Sorry, Aston Villa. Uh, so uh, we've got the uh, prices here. We've got some, some FPL stats from the season. Uh, we have their starting price uh, for last season, their end price. Uh, and then you and I are going to make our predictions and then we'll post it online so that people can laugh at us when the actual prices come in in a couple of days. And so we'll update that. And I actually think that this is, this is a fun thing to do. And it's just, I think it's just, you know, obviously there's a lot of chatter right now about what, you know, people like Trent are going to come in at. Uh, but I also think writing it down is very useful because um, you can see where the value is or where maybe there's a lack of value. You know, if you predict that someone's going to come in at, million and they come in at 7 million um that may be the kind of player you want to target you know with your with your with your team and vice versa you know if you really rate somebody as a 8 million player and they come in at 9.5 uh maybe that's uh the pepe territory uh maybe that player is a stay away
0: we're not predicting prices josh so much as we're predicting uh sentiment the future yeah for <laughs> the future yeah <laughs> I I am basically I'm basing this on on sort of overall sentiment the the color of the aura that surrounds Nicolas Pepe as opposed
1: to his price <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah his crystals mm-hmm. All right Brian we're going to kick things off with Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. I think the, the the most hilarious thing about Aubameyang: twenty two goals, five assists, thirty seven bonus points. Starts the season at eleven million, ends the season at ten point nine million. How did he lose money by the end of the season?
0: Yeah, the, the problem with Aubameyang last season was he was one of the best strikers in the game, playing on one of the. Uh, most unpredictable attacks in the game. Yeah. He was the only it was like a blessing and a curse. If you knew Aubameyang had if you knew Arsenal had a good run coming up, there was only one player you had to worry about. So you went on Aubameyang, but the issue was there was for large swaths of the season no one around Aubameyang to help him. So yep you know, it was always seemed like a good idea to go on Aubameyang. And then, you know, Arsenal's form, would just crater and you had to dump him. So in a sense, it was, it was an uphill battle for Aubameyang to almost break even on his price. So I, I golf clap him for his 10.9 finishing yeah.
1: price. It's just crazy to me that, I mean, to finish, to finish with over 200 points and to be sort of just almost irrelevant to fantasy you know it's it's so it's so i mean he's not irrelevant exactly but he you can kind of just go a whole season without him you know well it's like and kind of never have him and it's fine you
0: you think that's true but i can think of two distinct moments in my fpl management career and yes i'll use that Uh, word career. I'll use it again too. Um, (laughs) where I could have had a much better season if I had just had the courage to captain Aubameyang. And it's like, he's a, he's continues to be a great asset there for you. And it was a triple captain two seasons ago where I played conservatively and I don't remember who I put the uh, triple captaincy on, but it was like a muted return where Aubameyang actually got a hat trick. And then, Game week 38 of this most recent season, I had the option to put the armband on Aubameyang, and I decided to go City against Norwich, and Aubameyang, two goals and an assist, three bonus. He's always there for you, and it's not its not that you can ignore him. It's that you just
1: choose to ignore him. Here's the thing about Aubameyang that, that I feel like we don't emphasize enough, which is that he is now the premier flat-track bully in the Premier League, okay? He has, yeah. I think it's one, two, he had... One, two, three, four, five. He had five double-digit returns on the season. Four of those five came in the home-and-away match versus Watford and the home-and-away match versus Norwich. When Arsenal are playing a terrible team, it is a great time to captain Aubameyang. So that is just like... That is a little fun fact for you that you can just keep (laughs) there, and it's like it'll really. When he's playing relegated teams, he is at his absolute best. Now that is true of most people, but he is so talented that he is kind of exceptionally valuable in those circumstances.
0: In that fantasy context, for sure, because when we're looking for captainable assets, when we're in that player price bracket of Aubameyang, and you look at Arsenal, you know, coming off of their FA Cup win. Arteta feels like he's got, you know, the Pistons pumping there. If Arsenal get better, if they if Willian improves the team, if I don't know if they get Coutinho, imagine Coutinho playing behind Aubameyang, then Aubameyang well and truly is worth that starting price from game week one. And I think you just
1: he, he can only get better, I believe. So we're going to do that classic thing where we spend like nine minutes on the first player and we have like 40 players left. So uh-huh. um, so Aubameyang, what is his starting price for the 2020-21 season? Okay, so finished at 10.9. My prediction
0: here is 11.5. And I, you know, I, I showered this man with praise, but there is this sort of unspoken ceiling of 12 to 12.5 million for – you know, premier assets in FPL. And I think Aubameyang will benefit from still being in a sub top four club. And eleven point five is that enticing price to keep managers interested.
1: I mean, would you would, I have, would you go higher than eleven five, Josh? I have eleven. I thought maybe they would just keep him right at eleven. I mean, uh, I don't know if that's if that's my feeling just because he actually went down in price a little bit and it's sort of like like what you were saying where he just he kind of earned out you know he earned out his price it's like he it's like it's like justifying your seed in tennis you know if you're a you're a (laughs) Uh seven seed you make the quarterfinals you've justified your seed maybe he uh that's just 11 is his is his kind of happy zone uh so this is assuming he resigns which is he done it yet or is he has actually i think i think they finally I I can't remember if it was rumored or if he'd actually signed the uh, contract extension.
0: Let's just pretend he has.
1: Yeah, (laughs) this is the classic problem with these price prediction podcasts. Like players like Will Zaha are just like they leave for you know France uh, by the time the podcast goes live. Um, So you've got eleven point five million. I have um, eleven million. I'm going to stick with eleven million for Aubameyang. Um, all right that brings us to Pepe who we don't have to spend 8 minutes on him but I think he's interesting if he can, if he comes in at the right price. So he came in at yeah. 9.5 million dropped to 8.9 by the end of the season. 5 goals, 6 assists, nine bonus points. Nothing to nothing to talk about but looked a lot better over the course of the season and by the FA Cup final he actually looked like quite a dangerous player and somebody who could be valuable next season. So Yeah. Um, what are your thoughts on Pepe?
0: So I think FPL is going to have to uh, price to sell for Pepe because people were just completely disinterested. And I agree. He could be a differential here if he's priced right. So I've got 8.5 and I think his price is a little dependent on what William's price ends up being because, and we can talk about this when we get to William because they are, kind of playing off of each other and that William attacking as he is is the assist man and you would think pepe's brand should be the goal scoring guy so what does pepe's price tell you about William? so that's why i've settled on 8.5 for him i just don't think there's any way they can come close to 9.5 given how much of a how bad he was for managers when he came into arsenal
1: I went even lower. I went, I went 8 million. Uh And, um, honestly, I mean, given his returns last season, I think even 7.5 would be fair. I mean, Aaron Ramsey used to come in right around 7.5, 8 million, um, you know, with, with similar returns. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think eight. So, um, all right, we have an interesting pattern already being established here, Brandon, where you are, you are consistently 0.5 million higher than me. So. Listen, when I,
0: when, I, when I go and order my vehicle, I want the spoiler. I want the, uh, the mud flaps. <laughs> I'm getting all the bells and whistles on these players. I'm willing to pay the extra 0.5, apparently.
1: All right, this next one's just for fun. We can, this is a quick one, but uh, Mesut Ozel, Brandon, your boy. Uh, one goal, yeah. one goal, one goal, three assists last season started at 7.5, went all the way down to 6.9, which actually is, it was amazing that his ownership was high enough that he was able to drop 0.6, right? You can't mm-hmm. just, you can't just drop 0.6 without a lot of people shedding you, you know, from mm-hmm. their team. So what does what does Mezet Ozel come in at, Brandon?
0: Uh, great, great game of how low can you go? And I think six point five is probably the basement for Ozel. I mean, genuinely, he should be like a five point bench fodder player. He is 4. basically 5. he's a Todd Cantwell midfielder. But the, here's the here's the problem it's the that SPL has. It's Todd Cantwell. <laughs> it is, it is. I mean, I'd like to see Mezet Ozel with corn rose for once, but. Um if if FPL goes ahead and prizes him at 5.0 and miracle upon miracle Ozil just starts starting every match then the FPL yeah. game has exploded. So I think 6.5 is as low as you can go here.
1: Yeah, that's fair. I mean yeah, 4. Point, like one goal and three ss is a bad return for a 4.5 million player. Uh I have 6.5 though too. I think you're right. Um there there's sort of a I think there must be some kind I don't actually know what kind of science they use, but I you know, I, it's hard to imagine him dropping like that much, right? A million dropped. Like you said, if he, I guess if he played all 38 weeks, he might get up to two goals and four assists or something like that. You know, if he was playing every minute of the season or something like that. So uh, I think um, this is if He doesn't leave, but I think his contract is too expensive and nobody can afford him. So uh, yeah, we just, as an Arsenal fan, I just get to, I get to enjoy, Many more years of Mesut Ozil uh, in my team. Just <laughs> he's, he's like drawing a gigantic salary.
0: He's like the mother-in-law living above the garage. Just you know, <laughs> never going to leave.
1: <laughs> so you mentioned William. Uh, I put him in the Arsenal section. It looks like that's that's a done deal. It has not been signed yet, but I think we're uh, there's there's too much smoke for there not to be um, yeah you know, for the signing had to take place. Interesting player uh, had probably his best ever season in the Premier League. Uh, turns 32, I think this week, maybe tomorrow actually. Um, and, uh, nine goals, nine assists, 26 bonus points was quite, quite good, uh, for Chelsea down the stretch. Started the season at 7 million, ended at 7.3. What is his price, Brandon?
0: Again, not to hit this too hard, but I do think that Arsenal are going to get a big bump going into this season. And, uh, Willian is going to come in at 8.0 and there is a bit of, um, uh, function here on the pitch where that's why i decided to put pepe at 8.5 because i just think he is the goal scorer where willian is the provider and that's why i wouldn't go higher than 8.0 and i i 7.5 seems logical here but eight i just think he's gonna get inflated because of people being bullish on
1: arsenal so it's eight for me Eight for you, yeah. Uh, I mean, when you finish eight out of twenty, Brandon, uh, you deserve all the all the bumps that you can get in terms of player prices. You know, <laughs> it's <This> big. <laughs> it's a big. It's a big spot to finish. Top top of the table, baby. Top half. <laughs> uh, I have uh, William at eight million as well. So uh, you and I mm-hmm. are in agreement on, on William's price. I just think that kind of makes sense. Seven point five would not shock me. Uh, just because. Uh, he has been a 7.5 million player, kind of his whole he's like the definition of a 7.5 million player. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but given how good he was last season and given that that bump, um, that I think I think you're right that he might get, which is kind of funny because he's moving from a Champions League club to an eighth place club. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> I do think that he's uh uh I think he starts at eight. Uh, all right, so that's that's the Arsenal section. I mean, we can't cover everybody, so we're just I'm just sort of picking some people from various clubs. Uh, Jack Grealish from Aston Villa, Brandon. We'll see if he's still on Aston Villa, which actually could have an impact on his price. Um, you know, if he's still at Aston Villa, whereas if he moves to... Where would he move, Brandon? Spurs? I don't know.
0: Yeah, I think Manchester United might be on the table if these two... Rumors about the Sancho move not happening are true. So maybe that's money that United have earmarked for Sanchez, and they're like, okay, let's just buy the other English guy who's on the market. And I do think that Jack will probably get the England bump
1: here. (laughs) First name says, "Yeah,
0: me and old Jackie boy." Haven't you noticed how low I'm wearing my socks these days, Josh, and my (laughs) my my floppy haircut? I think. I think he gets a huge bump at 7.0 and it's kind of like a, it's, it's a bit of a talisman price. I think if, if you look at what he did for Villa, I mean, he, he kind of dragged them across the finish line, but as far as FPL is concerned, 6.5 seems fair, but I think he gets bumped up to seven.
1: Started the season at six, ended at 5.9. His price was up to 6.7 at one point. Uh, eight goals, seven assists, 19 bonus points on the season. Brandon, this is three in a row for us. I have him at 7 million as well. Wow. Okay. Great wow. mind. So this, is, this is rare for us. Yeah, I know. We started off uh, with you wildly overestimating everybody's price. Uh, <laughs> now we're, we're uh-huh. at Let's see what, what happens with the next one, Brandon. This is probably the most exciting player we're going to talk about. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> uh Leandro Trossard, Brandon Brightons Trossard. And I okay, I, now I first of all, I wanted a player from Brighton and Mape seemed like a boring pick cuz he's just going to come in at 6 million next season, maybe 6.5. Um Trossard though is a player who is in that Dwight McNeil category of being very interesting if he's priced nicely. And uh Trossard had 5 goals and 5 assists in 31 matches last season. Uh I thought he looked really good um, and dangerous down the stretch. Uh, The few times I I caught Brighton play, um, started the season at 6 million, went down to 5.8. What is Trossard's price, Brandon?
0: Okay, I'm going to qualify. I'm going to call Trossard's price as if it's broke, don't fix it. So he will come back into the season where he started last season at 6 million.
1: Okay, all right. Now the the other pattern has been reestablished. I have 5.5 million. For Trossard. so I think he's going to come in at half a million cheaper than you. Um, just, I just don't think. I mean, I, I six would not shock me, uh, but maybe it's maybe this might be a wishful price on my end. I want mm-hmm. him to come in at five point five. I think he would be really fun yeah. at five point five. Say so, yeah, um, if you six, will it,
0: Josh. Yeah. It is no dream.
1: There's a classic thing with FPL pricing where they uh, they always price somebody half a million higher than you want them to be. So it's almost like when you're doing the price prediction thing, it's like, what, what is the, so it may, I, I would obviously not be surprised if he did came in at six. It's like, what is the number that would annoy me? And it's, uh-huh. I think it's 6 million. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're kind of in, it's funny, we're in like a, like a bunch of one-offs here, but Burnley, um, I think the obvious uh, player we have, I mean, the player we have to kind of shout out and discuss here is, is Pope. Nick Pope, uh, 15, goal, uh, 15, 15 goals, that'd be amazing. Uh, 15 clean sheets, 23 bonus points. Started the season at only 4.5 million. I forgot he started the season that low. <laughs> That's wild, it's crazy. Yeah. And ended the season at 5.2 million, um, which is pretty high for a, for a goalkeeper um, to, to go that high. So what do you think that Nick Pope starts next season at price-wise? I mean, if I'm
0: sure of any price on this list, it's Nick Pope. He's 5.5. 5, you know, it's done. You know, we don't even need to discuss it, right?
1: <laughs> I have the same price. I agree. I think five point five, all the way. If if the problem and the reason he has to be is because if he was five million, everyone would have him. His ownership would be fifty percent or something at the start of the season, unless Burnley had just you know awful fixtures. Yeah. Uh, that five point five. He,
0: if he's much. six point, if he's six point oh, no one has him though. He, then everyone's going for De Gea or. Um, you know, you sacrifice a city attacker to get Ederson or something like that. So it's, it's, it's by necessity, he's at 5.5.
1: All right. Uh, We have a bunch of Chelsea players now, Brennan, including some new, some new signings. Um, It was kind of hard to pick the ones to talk about here. So I I, I picked, uh, I guess I've got three midfielders and a forward here. Um, Christian Pulisic, uh, the obvious uh, candidate. Let's assume that he is healthy and, you know, is going to be able to, be available somewhere near the start of the season. Christopher Pulisic started the season at 7.5 million, ended the season at 7.4. Would have probably been higher than that if he hadn't uh, battled some injuries over the course of the season. I I really hope that's not a recurring theme for him, by the way, because he's kind of slight, you know, and I do worry that this might be We
0: we kind of need him here stateside, just as an aside.
1: Yeah, we do. Um, Looks awesome when he's fit and in form. Uh, Nine goals and eight assists in only 25 matches – Uh, so, uh, you know, quite an excellent return considering, um, that a lot, and I think even some of those 25 matches, he came off the bench. Um, and so, yeah, so 7.5 million starting price, 7.4 is where he ended. What do you think Pool six starts the 2021 season at, Brandon?
0: Yeah, I think he's due for a pretty significant bump given it's, it's a combination of, When he was healthy, he was rather consistent with his FPL returns. And when he was getting FPL returns, it wasn't out of the question for him to go double digit. So I think he has to come in with a significant bump over 7.5. How high does it go? I think you've got to limit it at 8.5, you know, for fear of us getting overloaded with premium midfielders. So 8.5 is where I landed. He
1: is... The definition of an 8.5 million midfielder, Brandon, I totally agree with you there. It's like he's he's the Nick Pope of midfielders. It's like (laughs) if he he came in at any price but 8.5, I'd be shocked. Uh, It just seems like the perfect price. A nice little jump from last season. Not too high. You know, you don't need to. You don't don't want to create another Nicholas Pepe situation. Um, All right. So I think an interesting one after after, uh, Pulisic is uh, Mason Mount who was he started yeah. the season six million ended at six was up to 6.9 million i mean there was a moment around like game week 11 or something where mason mount was like the most valuable player in fantasy for like two weeks and you just kind of like build your team around getting mason Mount in. Um and then he fell off for like the last you know 18 weeks or so so what do you think mason mount comes in at start the 2021 season
0: I feel like I'm a little high on mount but here's my theory so I think a team like Chelsea that has all of these mid-range assets with great attacking potential FPL is going to have to price them so they're rotatable and that's the game that you have to play where you have to follow Mm -hmm. the form player and you have to stake your team on well Pulisic just did his hamstring again who can I get for him And Mason Mount is going to be the substitute. So I don't think you can underprice him because of that. 7.5 is where I landed. I think that's a huge jump from 6.0. But this guy got so many starts under Lampard. And I think with free kick access, with corner kick access, 7.5 isn't out of the question.
1: You're not gonna believe this. I have seven million for his price, Brandon. So okay. Is, so guaranteed yeah.
0: seven five then, because you want him yeah. at seven point
1: That's that's actually true. I'm just surprised that you and I have either been exactly the same or you've been 0. 0.5 higher than me <laughs> on like <Okay>. virtually <laughs> everything so far um all right so that brings us to uh we have two two kind of wild cards here um and i, I think you and i will not be quite the same on price for these two um hakeem zayich I, I hope i'm saying that correctly I,
0: I think he's got the hard ch at the end i could be wrong about this but i think zayich. it's zeek yeah
1: Ziak. okay yeah so forgive me i will i will buy like game week 27 or so i really hope to uh, <laughs> we'll have <see>. that pronunciation <laughs> down uh a real struggle for me for some reason so uh A lot of excitement, about he I kind of like dwarfed by the uh, the team of Werner stuff. But a lot of excitement about him: Um, eight goals, twenty one assists, and thirty five appearances for Ajax. I think what's interesting about him is that he's twenty seven years old. So he is a player who, in some ways, you'd expect to come in a little more fully formed than some of these. Yeah, this isn't like a Christian Eriksen coming from the Dutch league thing where. You know, it might take three or four years before they're, you know, before they're ready. Um, He should be awesome from the start. So, um, yeah, no price here. You know, obviously no historical price for him. What do you think that Hakeem Zach comes in at?
0: Yeah, I think they're going to price him a little high based on that promise. And if he fulfills the promise, then he's going to need to be that high. And I mean, it would be great if we ended up with a Riyad Mahrez situation where it's, you know, Zia comes in at 6.5. But I'm feeling 9.0 for Hakeem right now.
1: Okay, um, I <laughs> I couldn't remember what I put down. Uh, now I'm looking. I have 8.5 million. What? For the, Kings. <laughs> the theme <laughs> continues. The theme continues.
0: This is riveting stuff here, Joshua.
1: <laughs> Usually we're not this like 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 it's like it's like we're like two um, what's like binary stars or something. It's like we're just sort of hovering 0.5 million apart. Um, and, uh, team Ver- let's hope we're different on this one, Brett. I think we will be, uh, team Werner, um, 34 goals, 13 assists and 45 appearances for RB Leipzig. He's one of those players who, you know, one of the great, um, it, it was just fun to do fantasy Bundesliga this summer. It was, I, you know, especially during the few weeks before the premier league season started, it was, um, you know, incredible respite after no sports or months. And, um, I, you know, had Werner in my fantasy team, I think the entire time. And, he is awesome. Like he is just a, like a classic, well, I mean, I don't know. I was going to say a classic modern striker or not, but he's, he's, he's sort of classic striker who can do a lot of different things. Um, you know, he can play with another forward, he can play solo. He can play on the left, um, you know, with, with, with a leading striker, you know, um, in front of him, um, just really versatile, um, Big guy. I don't think um, he's going to struggle to adapt to the physicality of the Premier League too much. Um, And I do think that the Bundesliga probably prepares you for that more than some other leagues. So, um, yeah, I mean, what do you think about Werner just in general?
0: I like him. I mean, my first encounter with Werner was playing the World Cup fantasy game in 2018, I guess that was. And Werner was pegged to be the starting striker for that German squad, the German squad that ended up absolutely tanking in the qualifying rounds. Or the group stage. Um, So it kind of ruined my taste buds, my Werner taste buds after that. (laughs) But the other thing I had that that I always think about when we talk about Timo Werner is we're both Michigan boys. There is a, a unique soft drink in the state of Michigan. It's a ginger ale <laughs> called Werner's <laughs> with a V. That's true. <laughs> so I can't help but feel that effervescent ginger ale bubble on my tongue when I think of Timo Werner. You had mentioned Diego Costa a couple of weeks ago when Werner came up, and I thought about that, and I kind of sat with that, and I think you're right. And the thing with, Ch- the thing with Chelsea is for the last couple of years, they just haven't had a striker uh, mm-hmm. I mean, you think of this season where Abraham, there was a lot of responsibility put on his shoulders at the start and he tried to carry it and then he gave way. And, you know, Yeoman Olivier Giroud comes in and Werner is the Champions League starting striker for Chelsea and they're going to price him accordingly. And I, the Diego Costa model for me here is 10.0.
1: Yeah, uh so this one this we are finally a little different. I have him at Diego Costa too, but to me Diego Costa is ten point five. That's that's, I, <laughs> okay. that's the that's You're the cost higher than in my head. Uh-huh. Yeah, so I so I have met at ten uh ten point five. I think uh I, I just think he's 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 so uh I just think he's gonna be so good right away. And i uh, I think that um he's the kind of player who I mean we'll see how how he adjusts and how long it takes for him to adjust, but I think the game can't price him too low just in case he is awesome. You know, like, I mean, we'll see, maybe he's like another, like Higawayan, you know, and it just like, it's like a total flop, but or Alvaro Morata, remember Alvaro Morata, Brandon, dear, uh, dear God, so, do I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, good. So we're finally reversed uh, in terms of price here. Um, let's move on to crystal palace. I only have one player here. Will Saha. And here's, here's what blew me away, Brandon, about Will Saha when I was pulling his, his fantasy stats from last season. Four goals, six assists, terrible for someone of his talent. Four bonus points, also terrible. In 38 appearances, I was like, when his returns were that bad, I was like, well, surely he must have missed like nine matches or something with injury. He played in every single game and still finished with four (laughs) goals and six assists. Like, I get that he wanted to leave, but but geez. Yeah, play a season like that that and
0: you're never going to leave.
1: That's exactly right. I don't understand these players who... I, I mean, it's only human to, to sulk a little bit, but you have to get over it, you know, because otherwise, I mean, this is like Luis Suarez had this, you know, that, that his final season at Liverpool, he was, uh, tried to go to Barcelona and then had the, the, you know, Arsenal bid $1 over his opt out clause or whatever. And, and he was sulking and then he came out and he was awesome. And then he went to Barcelona the next year when the champions League with him, you know, it's like, you just can't like, if you sulk and play terribly, then yeah, you really will never leave, you know? So, um, so yeah, I really—I just wanted to yell at him for a second. For, for, <laughs> Good, for he routine. deserved it. He deserved. Yeah, he's it. he's a fun player. I I like him when he, I, you know, when he's. I feel like when when he's motivated, I, I like that he treats the Palace Brighton Derby seriously. Like he's he's just kind of fun. I, I mean, I like Zaha, but um, I don't know. Yeah, just gave me left a bad taste in my mouth for him to be so kind of checked out this year. So what's your uh, what's your price prediction for Will Zaha? All
0: right, I'm filing. I'm. I'm filing Zaha in my uh, if it's broke, don't fix it category, along with Trossard. So he started last season at 7.0, and he'll begin next season at 7.0.
1: Okay. Well, I have the he disappointed but can't fall too far, so I have met 6500000 million. I've mm-hmm. uh, got him 5 cheaper than you, uh, as expected. Uh, Price to buy. Okay. Here, here's an interesting one. Richarlison. Uh, neither of our favorite player uh, third, but uh, 13 goals uh, five but they had a pretty good season admittedly 13 goals five assists 13 bonus points started the season at 8 million ended at 8.2 so uh, a little rise he kind of sometimes this fun, this ending price is a reflection of just like how many people bought you those last couple of weeks you know but um, did end the season pretty well and um, I mean at this point like you know, I mean, a double, just double digit, you know, goal scoring return. I mean, it's, it's pretty impressive. Um, one question I have for you is, do you think that, um, that he, that Charleston gets reclassified as a forward next season?
0: I doubt it. Um, I mean, I think they, with dominant Calvert-Lewin being a fantasy darling and Moisey Keen, I think, I think Moisey Keen will, I can't remember if he was a lone player or not for them. Um, but they do have, you know, proper number 10s there and richarlison i think would be a little deeper lying richarlison will be vaporized he has been vaporized by fpl the last season i think he will again this season because he's the best fpl asset on yep a crappy team 8.0 yeah. There's a reason why no one ever talked about Richarlison last season because 8.0 was just a non-starter. He needs to be priced at 6.5 for people to play for him. But because he is the best player in that squad, attacking-wise, he's going to be priced up, I think, to 8.5. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, sorry. I've got to pull up my price here. I have him at 8.0. Um, so, uh, I, I think 8.5 was actually a reasonable shout. Um, I, uh, if I thought it through, I, I may have adjusted it to 8.5. Just, he did slightly improve on the previous season's returns. Uh, Everton in the end played okay down the stretch. I, I don't know. I mean, Dominic Calvert-Lewin needs to score more goals. Uh, that, that seems like a, I don't know how, like, I, 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 yeah. you know, they might just need a better forward, really. I mean, you know, he, he's a pretty good player, but he feels like he's, he feels like a good backup. I, you know, I mean, I, a good starter.
0: I hear you. I think that's pretty unkind, though, because you just look at Everton and they have no midfield. Like, what did you expect from, yeah. like, it, it's a miracle that Richarlison got the returns that he did, but that team's yeah. midfield is non existent. So
1: Calvert Lewin has proved himself but, in my eyes. But zero goals and zero assists in the final ten fixtures of the season—that's not great. Yeah, how many goals we did can, Everton have? Get, no. Full stop. Probably zero. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. My boy Richarlison had uh, three goals uh, in the final six. That's, that's that's more than more than the supposed forward in the team. So uh, <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> yeah. Everton
0: need to sign some players in a major way, and that that's just a fact. Yeah
1: they're so stuck. I, I feel like they're, they're, they're in a really tricky spot, you know, where they sort of, it feels like they get everybody's like second. It's like, you know, it feels like they're like, they're, it's like, Hey, maybe uh Grealish will go to man United or, you know, maybe Everton, you know, <laughs> be like, Hey, maybe will Zaha will go to Arsenal or, you know, maybe Everton. Yeah. And it's like the Everton's sort of become this team where it's like the player who's not quite good enough to join the other club joins them. You know, guilty secrets and, uh, in the case, you know, a couple of years ago. And I mean, Charleston actually is, it was a good signing. I mean, there's no question about him. I mean, you, you bring in a signer and they score uh, 26 goals over the first two seasons. Um, it's, you know, as an attacking midfielder, that's pretty strong. Um, but uh, they just need they just need more. I, I agree.
0: Oh, yeah, that's the first and last time that Marco Silva will get any credit on the always cheating podcast. So well, well done there. For...
1: <laughs> I always look cool on the sidelines. Uh, one more Everton player. It's uh, our Everton section, Brandon. I like to. I want, I want to go deep. Uh, Lucas Dean, uh, slightly underrated season uh, in the end. Eight uh, assists, nine clean sheets, uh, sixteen bonus points. I thought he was uh, quite 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 dangerous down the stretch um i i feel like i, I maybe because i had dominant calvert lewin for some of his matches but i think like i watched a fair number of everton matches and i was always pretty uh impressed with dean um his returns on the stretcher were okay because he had three assists in the final nine matches and one two three clean sheets um yeah what do you think about lucas dean what do you think it comes in at
0: so we talk a lot about making fantasy fun again on this pod, but I think we need to make Lucas Dean fun again. And the only way to do that is to make him a little more affordable. So I think he takes a price cut and comes in at 5.5. Okay.
1: I I have met six. I'm, I'm holding the line at six, Brandon. Okay. So, uh, all right. So I'm, I'm a little higher than you. I actually like that. I like uh, when we... Are a little bit different here. Um, all right, we go. We move on now, Brandon. I can two. hear you calculating
0: the betting odds in your head while we do this. By the way, You're like all right, I got these. I'm just
1: punching in the numbers as we go here. <laughs> um, so uh, we have two two promoted clubs next, Brandon. First one is Fulham. I, I could have put a few different Fulham players on here, but I feel like we're going to talk more about Fulham in our, our you know season previews. So uh, just the one player who I think is is a really interesting fantasy asset. Uh, is uh, is Mitrovic, who uh, many of us are familiar with already, um, had an OK season in the Premier League uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, last season was excellent in the Championship: twenty six goals, three assists, forty one appearances. Golden a boot, a wonderful, yep, golden boot, and a very nice assist uh, to uh, win promotion or to help win promotion for Joe to uh, Joe
0: Bryan to the Lord Joe Bryan Mitrovic did yeah. this. Even on on one leg, basically, Mitch, and he made it look so easy. Oh, bless. Is
1: that going to move Joe Bryan from 4.5, where he <laughs> should be priced, to 5 million at the start of the season? I can't remember who Just was talking.
0: Yeah, somebody was, was, I don't know if it was on Slack or, or Twitter or where I saw this, but people were lamenting, like, oh, Joe Bryan might have been a decent shot at 4.5, but... This performance in the championship playoff <laughs> final is going to null and void him as an yeah, FPL asset. And he's going
1: to come in at like a Matt Doherty price, like $6 million as like six million left back.
0: No, I mean, FPL <laughs> Towers isn't that silly. I, I, I think Joe Bryan's record sort of speaks for itself. And we've got a whole Premier League season of Joe Bryan being in the worst defense on the planet
1: um, to look yeah, so back was on. he. Was he on that Fulham te- I can't even remember him on, the, on yeah. those Fulham teams. That's, that's how yeah dreadful so that, their, their defense was. Not
0: to go too far into Fulham corner, but that was one of the horrifying things that happened between Fulham's 2018 promotion and their Premier League season is they lost their two fullbacks that were so solid for them, Ryan Fredericks and Matt Target, and Joe Bryan came in and um, he's, uh, he was filling, uh, I guess it was Matt Target's shoes, and it just didn't work. So, and uh, Joe Bryan, you know, will be a legend for that free kick that he scored against Bretford, But Cabano is really the real free kick maestro on this Fulham team. So don't expect Bryan
1: to be taking a bunch of free kicks. So that's, that's a good, that's a good note. Um I because uh, I actually was thinking to myself, I was like, "Man, he's on free kicks. He comes in at $4.5 million." Um, <laughs> all right, so so uh, Mitrovic though, um, I think he came in at six point five two seasons ago uh, when they got promoted. What do you think that Mitro comes in at this season?
0: Yeah, I had that six point five price in mind, and I think because of Mitrovic's pedigree and that he's Golden Boot winner coming into this Premier League season. I think he will get a tasty little bump up to 7.0. And so that's a price where you think he's got the Premier League tra- track record such as it is, which is kind of dicey, but he's played in the league before. And if he hits the ground running, he will be well worth 7.0. It's like a Danny Ings promise of future returns sort of price.
1: (laughs) I have (laughs) 6.5. I I feel like it's, it's, uh, I just think that it makes, that's just, you know, I promoted team, you know, they, they didn't like even like, like qualify first or second, you know, it's like, it's like, they're not like seven feels high for like a brand new player. Like it's, it's sort of like, you know, seven was like what um, um, uh, Allaire came in at last season and ultimately proved to be a little too high, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like six, 6.5, he may come in at seven, but I think 6.5 is the appropriate price for him. So that's what I, I mean. Again, this could be an example of wishful thinking on my well, part. Well, yeah, that's, that's I totally
0: at. agree with you. I think 6.5 is is the right price and that would be the price where managers would ultimately bring him in. I think if he's priced at 7.0, most managers in game week one will balk. But if at 7.0, if Mitro fires in a goal, if he does a buffetimbi gome's 7.0 mm-hmm. is gonna feel like a bargain. So it's a trick I feel like it's a tricky one if he starts to perform right out of the gate.
1: All right. Two more teams and we're gonna take a quick break. Uh leads, just quickly, you you know, you and I are gonna to have to do um, more research on leads uh, before we go deep on them. But just just two players listed here. Uh, one is our boy, Brandon. This is like an actual player who, uh, usually when I say our boy, I'm talking about someone like Richarlison. But in this case, is this is our boy, Brandon, Jack Harrison. Yeah, we were six like- Six goals, <laughs> yeah. Go on, go on. I was
0: just going to say, we were like Bielsa with the binoculars at a Yankee Stadium watching NYC FC scouting Jack Harrison in the flesh when he was a uh, England dropout um, and ended up on our shores, and he was just a great young talent for NYCFC. Yep. So I'm excited to see him hit the big time here.
1: Yeah, and not not an England dropout, right? Well, he was just he was a Man City loanee, right? To NYCFC. I think that's why he was there something
0: to that effect i think it's kind of a gray yeah. area of who owned him but yeah he was part of the city group
1: okay. at the very least gotcha okay gotcha so um i guess i'm jumping over the other player we have here but yeah jack harrison six goals eight assists 46 appearances last season uh for Leeds. i i think he's i think he'll start the season with them i, I yeah you know, and that's not something i'm 100 sure about but let's assume that he does brandon what does jack harrison come in at next season for Leeds?
0: 6.0 are you over or are you under
1: God, i'm i 0.5 under i've got <laughs> 5.5 billion damn it uh <laughs> what is going on did you have you had too much coffee before this podcast <laughs> I, <Brady. guess> so. <laughs> I don't know i think leads are gonna have
0: a bit about them and um you know they're just like a um like a premier league club historically or they're just like a top division yeah. club historically i, I think ex- they might get inflated a little yeah. bit because of that
1: are you similarly kind of excited about them being in the Premier League? because um, I, I think it's kind of cool. Like I know a lot of people hate leads, but people the fact that people hate them is part of the fun of it. You know, oh, yeah,
0: like, yeah. yeah. Carpetbaggers such as we are being American fans, um, we just we love the the folk tales of of English football. And to and we only hear, like, because we're consuming primarily the Premier League we want these folktales to be infused into like our main broadcast coverage. So getting leads and all that comes with it will only serve to build our more holistic appreciation of English football. So yeah, bring it on.
1: Yeah. Damn. United's a great movie, you know, so it's a, I've had a, l- a long time interest in, in Leeds as a club. And uh, so, yeah, I, uh, the other player is uh, Patrick Bamford, uh, you know, long time kind of, kind of in that Anthony Knockart, can K- knock art category where he's like pretty good in the premier league, pretty good. In the championship can't quite make it in the premier league, uh, 16 goals, four assists, 45 appearances last year. Um, what do you think, uh, Patrick Bamford comes in at? Ugh,
0: it's like sub Dwight Gale. Um, he, he's kind of like a proto Sorloth, right? Like he was on palace and for whatever reason, no one would play him. Uh, yeah. He's coming in at 5.5. 5. Signed, sealed, yep,
1: delivered. I've got 5.5 I've got 5 million, too. I think that's the perfect price for him. Uh, all right. Uh, a couple of Lester players. Um, Jamie Vardy first, of course. Start of the season at 9 million. End of the season at 9.7. Go cool on the golden boot with 23 goals, 7 assists, and 34 bonus points. Brandon, nothing needs to be said about Jamie Vardy except what his price will be next season. It's a tough
0: one and I think he'll be he could easily be 10.0 but I think we will agree he's on the downward trajectory of his career and Lester if had they impressed down the stretch maybe he gets 10.0 but I think he comes in at 9.5 which is still an improvement on his starting price from last season.
1: Okay, wow. This is the first time we've really disagreed cuz I I haven't come in at 10.5 what? next season. <laughs> it's okay. All right, all right. <laughs> I mean, he won the golden boot. I, he he i I think he played pretty well. I, I don't know that I agree with you that he's in the downside of his career. I think that with this modern science, Brandon and these, these, okay. these sports science <laughs> like I can run, run, run. I think I yeah, think he's, he's drinking wine, wine out of a Gatorade
0: bottle. It's the height of of sports science right there.
1: Exactly. Uh, I think, uh, I think he's going to come in at 10.5. I mean, they were also really good last season. They almost made the champions league. Uh, usually, you know, your placement in the league table is a, can be a factor. Um, you know, players just like middle mid table doesn't usually get like a, a 10 million plus price. So I think, I think 10.5 million and, um, you know, it's certainly, uh, maybe you make me think I, I have them a little too high here, but I'm going to stick to my guns. Okay. Uh, and then, the two, the two Lester mids, Harvey Barnes. I just put in here almost because I was just surprised that he had ten assists on the season. I uh, to double digit assists for Harvey Barnes last year. I did not realize that. <laughs> um, just feeding Vardy, I guess. Started the season at six million, ended at five point eight. What is his price next year, Brandon?
0: Mm, I think I'm high on this, but it's kind of what I was talking about with Pepe and Willian. And I think there's uh, less. No, it's less that. It's more Pulisic and Mount and. I think Barnes gets a bump because he was so involved with the FPL points and he's up to 7.0. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that's a fair, I have meant 6.5. Uh, but I think that I do think that 7.0 is, is a reasonable, I, I the double digit, uh, sister number was really surprising to me. Um, James Madison, um, weird season for him. Kind of was looking like he was going to, look, he was gonna be really awesome. And then he got injured and then he kind of just played bad for a long time. Um, so 7 million was, it was his price last season. Uh, what do we think that, uh, James Madison starts at this year?
0: Could have been a little more lofty here if he wasn't injured at the end of the season, but he starts at 7.5.
1: Yeah, I have, I, I I think 7 million, I just think he's going to, he's going to start. Um, he's going to He's gonna start where he started last season. Uh, but I do think that um I think seven point five is fair. I, I I keep being lower than you, but I also keep thinking that you're <laughs> you're being fair here. Yeah, I so, think there's a little
0: bit yeah. of an inflation with Lester because I think that this Lester team last season outperformed where sorry there was a motorcycle just flying by here, That probably uh um Sam Maximan flying by my apartment just now. <laughs> um <laughs> But I think that their prices will get slightly inflated because they overperformed where a lot of people predicted
1: they'd be at the end of last season. All right, let's take a quick break, and we're going to get back and talk about Liverpool and Man City. Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. Possibly Saturdays too. We'll see what happens with college football. With NFL Sunday Ticket TV, you can stream every live out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Premier League matches tend to end at 1 p.m. Brandon on Sunday, mm. just when the NFL matches perfect timing kick off. Uh plus Red Zone and Direct TV fantasy zone channels, never miss your favorite teams and favorite players. No matter where you live, Brandon, NFL Sunday is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. And boy are we gonna need some, some solo uh, TV <laughs> time this fall, as we all try to say socially distant. Uh, use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. That's BLUEWIRE with no space. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE.
0: All right, guys, have you ever heard of DealDash.com? It's the best, most honest bidding site where you can win things you'd never expect at a price you'd never believe. They have over a 1,000 auctions every day on electronics, appliances, beauty products, home decor, even cars. Josh, you know I've been shopping for an automobile of late. Here's how it works. It's like an auction, but every item starts at $0 and only goes up one cent every time you bid. The kicker is that the auction clock restarts after just 10 seconds. That means every time you bid, everyone else has 10 seconds to answer or that item is yours. Okay, if you go ahead and buy now, DealDash is offering our listeners an extra 100 free bids upon sign up on top of their other discounts. Go to DealDash.com and use the offer code CHEATING as in always cheating. Use the offer code CHEATING. Or go to deal-dot-f-m-slash-cheating. That's deal-d-e-a-l-d-a-s-h-dot-f-m-slash-cheating. All
1: right, Brad, we're back and we have some fun teams to come here. Uh, The next three, I think, are probably the three most important teams uh, for the 2021 season. How exciting is that, Brandon? Three teams that are very important, important mm-hmm. to my life, important to yours, <laughs> important for gamblers, fantasy managers. Uh, all right. So we we lead, we'll lead things off, Brandon, with a troika of Liverpool defenders, Robertson, Trent, Van Dyke. Let's treat them all um, as a set here. Yeah. So um, I think Trent in the end, um, he was the, uh, well, Trent and, and Robbo uh, actually started the season at the same price. Uh and uh, they're they both 7 million. Uh, Trent uh, outperformed Rabo pretty considerably by 30 points in the end. Um, four goals, 15 assists, uh, 24 bonus points. Uh, Rabo came on really strong late, though, with two goals, 12 assists. Uh, and then you had Van Dijk with five, two, a couple more clean sheets because he just plays every single match. Uh, and because he plays every match, he actually only finished three points behind Robertson. Um, so 7 million, 7 million, 6.5 were their starting prices um Rabo and van dyke ended at the same price they started at and trent ended at 7.7 million i think it was even higher than that um at, at, at one point so Let's just go right down the list here, Brandon. Robertson, Trent, Van Dyke. Give me your three prices in that order.
0: Yeah. So have you ever been on a plane, Josh, where the captain gets on and is like, we're going to be slightly delayed with the takeoff because we've got to move the luggage around because sort of like the weight distribution is off on the airplane? <laughs> that yeah. is what it's like with these Liverpool defenders. And Trent is kind of throwing off the balance of the airplane. And there's no doubt in my mind that he gets an 8.0 price tag and if you do that you have to up-price the other liverpool defenders otherwise it you know you everyone's just going to be shifting their weight to the wrong side of the airplane and suddenly van dyke is in everyone's yep. team so yep. i'm pricing trent at 8 robertson because he's attacking gets 7.5 and van dyke carries a 7.0 price tag
1: yeah, I have the exact same three prices, and to me, it's 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 interesting because there's so much discussion online about this right now. But to me, I think it's so obvious. So those are the three prices that they come in at. You know, it's, I mean, if anything, what's interesting is like what happens with Joe Gomez and Joel Matip, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. if, if if Trent Alexander Arnold is eight million and Joe Gomez is like five million. Uh, that is going to be really tempting. I mean, 3 billion is a lot. That is, yeah. that is a massive difference. All right, let's do a bonus uh, prediction
0: then. Yeah. Joe Gomez, I'd say he's yeah. 6
1: I was gonna say 5.5. 5. He's just mm-hmm. not that good, you know. I think that's really <laughs> it does put a cap on. Uh I think six six, well, that actually you you say it's six, and we say five point five will be totally in line uh-huh. with, with where we are with these predictions. Um so um it's it, I can't wait till these prices come out now. And we can compare these. So yeah, so that's uh so we're both uh simpatico on those three prices. I think that's exactly how they're gonna come in. Um, and then you have um Sala, Mane, and Firmino. And those, I think, are a little more interesting, um, especially when it comes to Sadio Mane. Uh, Mo Salah started the season at 12.5, ended at Um, 12.5. 19 goals, 10 assists, just kind of a ho-hum great season for him. Um, Would have been even higher if he wasn't bad on that ankle injury, I think, in the first, you know, uh, uh, that kind of middle stretch of the season. Um, Sadio Mane uh, started at 11.5, ended at 12.1, and... Um, was awesome for huge, huge stretches of time. Just not when I triple captained him, where I got injured in the ninth minute. So, um, what do you think about uh, Mane and Salah? What do you think their prices are?
0: I think Mane kind of hit his ceiling this season. I mean, not as you say, he had a ho hum great season. He had a great season. He continues to be performing at the top level. You know, he's won. He's won the league but I think they keep him at 12.5. I just don't see how you could justify putting a 13 price tag on him. Yeah. And then Mane, the interesting discussion between Mane and Sala all season was, wow, Mane is really making it a competition for FPL managers between these two guys. So I think he's earned a price bump up to
1: 12.0. Brandon, I am exactly the same with you on that too. All so We're five for five so far with Liverpool players. In some ways, it's like these these players are almost easier to guess their price because it's it's they're already so high, you know, yeah. that it sort of puts them in a fixed yeah. bracket. I mean, yeah. Mosal is not going to mm-hmm. drop to 11 million, you know, after after being the second highest points earner in that league last season. Um, Roberto Firmino, they'll see, if we can go six for six here. Mm-hmm. Started the season at 9.5, ended at 9.3, had nine goals and nine assists. Which I think it's just so. Perfect. Everything about Firmino is nine. You know, it's like he's like a nine out of ten forward Go on. As, a, as a as a as a player. His price is always around nine, nine goals, nine assists. It's a great balance. It's just like he he. I think his his number is nine, right?
0: It is nine. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Arby's five for five fifty five. Firmino has got to be priced at nine million. Yeah,
1: uh and that's I have been at nine million too. Is that is that what your price is? Yeah, nine?
0: nine nine for sure. yeah Yeah.
1: I, i've got him at nine as well this is not uh, a bundesliga like,
0: pro, a podcast all of a sudden no. and we're talking about 9.0 <laughs> nine, nine,
1: nine, nine. um no yeah, i think uh he's not he's down 0.5 million from from uh last year's starting price but i think that's appropriate so wow we just went six for six on liverpool guesses i mean mm-hmm. in, at least in terms of being you know the the same we'll see what they actually come in at uh a few Man City players. Again, I'm I'm really focusing. Um, well, with them in particular, I'm not focusing on their defenders too much. Uh, although uh, Laporte, I think, is interesting because he did come out at 6.5 last year. I, I'd love to see him come down to 5.5. I, I don't know if that's possible. Um, but let's talk about Aguero. Let's we'll start off with Aguero. Uh, 12 million starting price, 11.6 million ending price. Um, weird year with lots of injuries, but you know, 16 goals and six assists still in the season. Um, very dangerous. The clear favorite striker when healthy, um, and uh, which is always a question mark with him. And then you know, obviously Jesus really came on late. So, what do you think Agüero's price is going into next year?
0: Eleven point five.
1: Yeah, I I have a little. I I went eleven million. Um, I think maybe I went a little too low to be honest. I think eleven point 11. five. If I were it's doing this again, yeah, I know. But it's funny because that, that's the one though where I like. It was like, if I was making this number up now, I might go with 11.5, but I, I'll stick with my guns at 11 million. Um, just, let's just jump down quickly to talk about Jesus because, uh, 14 goals, eight assists, 17 bonus points, uh, but really became, uh, well, it's kind of, kind of weird because in some ways he, he was consistent, but you still felt like he could have done a little better. Don't you think like down the stretch?
0: Yeah. I don't think any of us were truly convinced by Jesus As the city forward, especially like to give him our faith as a fantasy manager. But I still think because he did enough down the stretch uh, while Aguero was injured, I think there will be some guesswork in terms of how much more Jesus will be involved this season. I think you have to expect there will be continued competition between him and Aguero. He's got to get bumped up. I feel like I could even be a little low with 10.0, but that's where I landed at
1: 10.0. Yeah, I've got him at 11.0. So, um, yeah, I think I just think that he's going to get the price like they're going to assume that because we don't even know how long Aguero's oh, so for, right? so Aguero is out So you're pricing Aguero
0: and Jesus exactly the same.
1: I am interestingly. I hadn't thought about that, uh, but yeah, I I, I did. Um, just kind of kind of funny. Yeah, I just think uh, that the
0: FPL yeah. will be canny enough to, you know, they they'll calibrate these prices to make you choose between one or the other. And mm. uh,
1: so you yeah, could be that, that's like an advanced game <laughs> thing that you're talking about here. I, I was just going player, but Brandon, I just look at the player in front of me, and uh-huh. that's, the, that's that's the player. I'm very noble of you. About. Yeah. Uh, And then just because we're talking about pairs here, um, Sterling and De Bruyne, uh, De Bruyne first, 13 goals, 23 assists, 35 bonus points, started the season 9.5, ended at 10.6, Raheem Sterling 20 goals, 6 assists, sort of talked about trying to win the golden boot down the stretch. And I thought he was kidding because it seemed so (laughs) insane. And then he was so Uh incredible down the stretch. 20 goals, six assists, 20 bonus points started at 12, ended at 12 was, was kind of, he was a 12 million player. Uh, so what, uh, you know, he was, he was basically awesome. He had this, this, this kind of loss of form in the winter, but, yeah, that happens to everybody. I mean, almost nobody, uh, almost all the guys, I guess. Yeah. I mean, outside of that one solid season where he scored 30 three goals or whatever it's like they almost all have like a little stretch where they're, you know, not too good. So, or, you know, not at their best. Yeah. So what do you have Sterling and De Bruyne at?
0: Okay. I took, I actually, so despite what I was saying about the calibration between Aguero and Jesus, I took your tactic and I've priced them both exactly the same Sterling uh-huh. and De Bruyne. And then there, there lies the game because there's nothing between them. Who will you choose? I mean, for yeah. me, the obvious choice in game week one would be De Bruyne, but that will be anxiety-inducing. But I think yeah. they're both at twelve even.
1: I initially was with you, and then I actually went twelve five for De Bruyne, and I think that uh, it's only because the starting price was was so much lower last year that it doesn't seem like a massive jump. But he was the overall points uh, leader. I think that he is kind of the first name um everyone's thinking about for their for their team assuming assuming that man city don't have a couple extra weeks of rest because the champions league uh which will just screw everything up for everybody uh and i think that um if if you're the first name in the team sheet the game is going to want to make you uncomfortable they're gonna you know they're gonna put that person at a price that really makes things tricky and uh so i, th- I think 12.5 is just that like mm-hmm. make sure like make sure like um you know the back of your neck, like prickle a little bit. Like, oh, am I really going to spend twelve point five million a guy? Was, yeah, yeah, was no. I, goals for I believe it you know, for it depends. sure. Pens. Yeah, I mean, God, he was so good in that final game. It just it leaves like such a taste in your mouth. You know, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, it was really interesting because I mean he he has these little stretches where he scores these goals, and he often is really more of an assist guy, really. You know, like, uh and then he'll have these. A couple matches were like all right i'm just gonna i'm just gonna do this you know it's like it feels like it's often like kind of against the run of play you know it's like outside the box and he's just like eh, i'm just gonna score here you know i'm just gonna like <laughs> i'm just gonna score right now yep um yeah all right so uh we're pretty close on those um man united uh some interesting i so Jaden sancho we just threw him in for fun um you know uh, let's see if he signs i mean who knows uh completely uh, up in the air at this point but you know Bruce Derman said we're we're planning to start the season with him but you would say that in a negotiation you would well, he's he's, he's no apparently to say
0: he's apparently yeah. traveling with them on their you know uh abroad tour right now so i don't yeah. know what that <laughs> But yes, yeah, I, I'm with the, you. It's, it's yeah, a lot of smoke yeah. and mirrors, and there's so much money wrapped in. Like you'd buy Jaden Sancho a plane ticket if you thought you could get another 10 million out of Manchester United, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, or if it's going to sell more tickets on a traveling, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. exhibition or whatever, like that pays for itself. Um, so 20 goals, 20 assists, and 44 appearances for for um, Bruce Dortmund last year. If he joins the Premier League, what price do you think he comes in at?
0: Um. I've got him at 9.5 and I don't know how controversial that would be. I just think that he's one of these players where there's huge upside for him and he could get an England bump, but that he doesn't really have the premier league track record for FPL towers to go by. And there's a lot of competition for assets in this United side. So I think they had to price him a little competitively. So 9.5 feels right.
1: I have 11.5. I went way high uh, on him. Uh, I just think <laughs> that's that insane. he is. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I mean, he's just, he's an incredible player, incredible talent. Um, and I think that what, you know, I, I don't know. Maybe it's a little high, but I mean, that's like, that's going to be that like Bruno Fernandez level where I just think if he comes in, he's going to be uh, super involved in everything. And yeah, maybe I'm like buying into the hype. Well, like they priced Bruno 20 at uh, 8.5. Yeah. Yeah, and it was eight it almost <laughs> broke the game. It broke the game, Brandon. Um, all right, so Mason, let's, 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 let's take the forwards as a trio. Again, I like doing this this way. I think it's an interesting way to think about it. So you have Greenwood, Marcial, and Rashford. First of all, any chance that Rashford agree would end up as midfielders next season?
0: No, no. I think I think the the only change that would happen here would be that Martial becomes a forward and no longer a midfield. Right. Greenwood plays I, yeah, as I'm a forward. Greenwood and, and Rashford. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I, I, it's odd. I guess it's odd that you would have a team, a top four team with coveted FPL assets where they have three playing forwards. I can't remember the yeah. last time that... I, I, I genuinely can't well, remember like, the last time that hey, happened. So who's going to... So, can they do that? Is, is that legal?
1: Yeah. Well, it's like, I mean, I, what I don't understand is like, is the formation so radically different between these two teams where it's like, between like Liverpool and Man United, where like Liverpool basically have three forwards as well. Um, but those two forwards that, you know, Salah and, and Mane are classified as mid- midfielders. And yeah. in this case, you, you know, for for some reason with them, it's three forwards. And so I'm not sure... What the difference is exactly, you know, it's, it's so fluid these days. It makes it kind of tricky, I guess.
0: It's interesting. I'm trying to just think of like where Mane and Salah would pick up the ball, pick up the ball versus Rashford. I think that something that makes, I don't know, that's complicated, man. We don't have time for that. <laughs> it
1: is complicated. All right. So let's just do the prices quickly because we're, yeah, we, this is like a, like a five hour podcast. So um, Greenwood, Marcial, Rashford, give me their prices in that order, Brandon.
0: Okay. Greenwood, this is just staggering. This is a KDB level jump for Greenwood. And for a, fa- a 4.5 kid, if he continues to be a regular starter for Manchester United, they have no choice. FPL has no choice but to price him up. So yeah. I'm looking at 7.5 for this guy. And then Marcial, yep. 9.5. And it's the same price for Rashford,
1: 9.5. I have the same three prices, Brandon, for those three what? players. How do you like that? That's yeah, great. exactly the same. I know. And those are kind of like, I, I thought we might be like totally off on those two. But um, yeah, I, I agree with you on all of them. I think um, I think the really interesting question, though, is, is do you make them all forwards? Because it seems kind of silly to do that. And it yeah. feels like maybe, maybe, I mean, Mason Greenwood would, would certainly, there are players who are midfielders who play in a really attacking mold like Mason Greenwood who are considered midfielders and not forwards, you know? So I think that he's the one who I think you could maybe, and that would be really fun. I mean, if Mason Greenwood's a 7.5 million midfielder, that is, uh, that's pretty tempting. You know, that's, that'll be kind of interesting. Um, I, I mean, who knows if it'll happen, but it just seems weird. I, I, I'm i with you. Like they have three forwards, you know, <laughs> It's like mess up the game a little bit. All right. So uh, Bruno, uh, eight goals, eight assists, 18. He's like, he's like, he's like Firmino, but one number down. Eight goals, eight assists, 18 bonus points in 14 appearances. (laughs) Started the season at uh, 8 million, ended the season at 9 million. What does Bruno come in at, Brandon?
0: His track record uh, just in the half season that he played was staggering. So I think they could really price the crap out of Bruno, but yeah. um, I think just because of his limited minutes in the league, they'll pull up the reins somewhere around
1: 10.5. Okay. Yeah, I think that's fair. I have met 10 million, uh, but I think that uh, I think 10.5 is, is reasonable. I, I was sort of thinking the same way where I was like, how much can this guy jump in one half season? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I think even something like 11 would actually be probably reasonable given, given his return. Uh, his returns it's the penalties uh, too Uh,
0: the penalties i think carry a bit of price with them as well
1: that's true that's true actually um all right so we're going through like a lightning round brandon i think we've got seven players for six teams coming up here so uh saint max uh just i wanted to have a newcastle player here three goals five assists Uh, missed a lot of time through injury 5.5 million to start where does saint max come in
0: Six Excellent. even for six even for the great headband wearing player in the Premier League.
1: All right. I'm a little lower. I've got him at 5.5 million. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. Well, how about uh, John Lundstrom? Uh...
0: <laughs> John Lundstrom, this is the one trophy that Lundstrom will win. He gets a a full 1.0 price jump over the last season, and I'll come in at 5.0. As a midfielder. If he were to be a midfielder that started every match, they'd give him 5.5. But you know, not everyone can start after Berg hmm. Berg. is just yeah. like he's Berg. he's too big yeah. to overcome. So I think he's
1: 5.0. Okay, I'm higher than you in this one. I think I 5.5 for Lundstrom. I think he comes in a little a little bit higher than that. I, I also agree that he's classified as a midfielder for sure. Uh Southampton, Danny Ings, uh started the season at six million, ended at seven point six. That is surely the highest price jump of any player. Uh, yeah. 22 goals to assist, 40 bonus points. I think that's the highest bonus points of anybody as well. Um, automatic. He scored a goal, He was going to get three bonus, except mm-hmm. um, in game week 36. Uh, so what do you think uh, Danny Yang's uh, comes in? At?
0: Yeah, I think he's going to be at the fun, fun price of 8.0.
1: Ah, okay. Eight point oh is actually a, that is a fun price. I have them at the Giroux price of eight point five million. <laughs> less classic fun, classic Giroud Arsenal price. Yeah, less fun. Um, so yeah, I'm a little a little higher than you. I just think twenty two goals. just it's gotta, a lot. It's got yeah, it's got to be kind of high. Um, all right, Harry Kane and Hungman's son. Uh, uh,
0: I have no joy with yeah. Spurs, none at all. I think that these players get the same price tag they got at the start of last season. So. Kane on eleven, Sun on nine point five. If broken, okay, don't uh, fix it.
1: Yeah, I've got I've got Kane at eleven as well, and I have Sun at ten million. I'd be interesting to see, you know, Kane could actually end up being a pretty good deal at eleven million if he um shows some of the form that he showed at the end of last season. Um he looked awesome at moments, uh, down the stretch, uh in a way that he hasn't in like two years. So Um, We'll see, but he's also like notoriously a slow starter, you know, so, um, you know, we'll see Uh, West Brom, Brandon, uh, Charlie Austin back in our lives. He uh, had a whopping 10 goals and two assists and 34 (laughs) championship appearances last year. Uh, I don't know how fun he's really been for about five years, but it's, it's fun to have him back.
0: It is fun. We welcome it. I don't know that he will really get that many minutes. He seems like a uh, sort of a glamour sub for West Brom. And, uh, you know, he might be keen to get a goal here, a goal there, but I think he's a 5.0 striker for West Brom.
1: Yeah, this is a classic. Uh wasn't sure yet the best player to put in for West Brom. <laughs> so I put him in. Uh, so we'll we'll talk more about West Brom uh, in upcoming uh uh, upcoming pods what did you have what did you have his price at again sorry oh with a whopping 5.0 can you afford it i had him at six i i think i thought he was more of a starter than a sub i think as i i saw him play some minutes uh and some west brom that i saw right down the stretch there so uh you know the championship a little better than i do so i think that might be the the difference there
0: yeah you think you're going up with charlie
1: austin in the year 2020
0: uh, Not likely. <laughs> i
1: don't know <laughs> yeah, he's a proven striker uh, all right, uh, Antonio for West Ham. I, I thought about including L in here, too, but I'm just going to go with Antonio. Ten goals, four assists, eight bonus points. Uh, I guess four of those goals did come in one match. Uh, started, the, <laughs> started the season at seven, ended at 7.1. Two questions for you. What is the starting price, and what position does he come in at?
0: Uh, good one. I don't... <laughs> It's a good question. West West Ham made a lot of signings before last season and all air being one of them. And I think the assumption was the likes of Antonio and Antonio in his career has been, you know, classified as a fullback. I don't know if he has an in, in um, terms of FPL, yeah. but it's kind of a position he's been groomed to play. But, yeah, I could see him being made a forward, particularly if if West Ham looked like they're going to stick with him up front. Seven point five. I feel like he's going to get a bump after those ten goals.
1: Yeah, I I have him as a seven point five million forward as well, and I I do that with the with the full understanding that he was playing there out of necessity, but he played well in that role. Like yeah. I, I don't know why. Like they stayed up, and it was you know a big part of that was through him. I don't know why you then decide well you're not you know our quote unquote forward, so we don't play you there anymore, despite the fact that we were winning with you. It doesn't really track for me, you know? So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I hope he keeps playing as a forward. He's like, a, I'd like to have, have my team again. He's a fun player. Um, I, we might need forwards in that price range next year. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Uh, all right, Brandon, last team, Wolves. I've got four players here, uh, probably too many, but, um, <laughs> but I had to it's co- a, fun team. a couple people on there. It is a fun team. So uh, Matt Doherty, uh, seemed like he came in too high um, at the start of the season at $6 million, but ended with four goals, eight assists, 12 clean sheets, 15 bonus points, started the season at $6 million, ended at six point What is Matt Doherty's starting price <laughs> next year, Brandon?
0: This is a really tough one because it's it's just, it it makes it even more stark that he ended up back at 6.5 after they downgraded him to 6.0. There's a yeah. temptation for me to say FPL sets it right again and puts him at 6.5, but I don't know. That 6.0 price tag is awfully tasty, and um,
1: I think he's back at 6.0. I think he is too. Um, I think 6.5 might happen uh, just because that would be annoying. And so uh-huh. it would not be surprising, but I, I, I think, I think you're right. I think 6.0 is, is the right price. Uh, just very quickly, Daniel Pons, Um, I just like this guy. He's someone I, I really think could be a key player for them next year. Uh, only one goal and one assist and nine appearances, but to watch him is to be excited about his play. Um, started the season at 5.5, ended at 4.9. What is his price?
0: Uh, yeah, I, I just decided to price him up a little bit at 6.0. Just, I don't, I don't really know. I I mean, I do think he's going to play a lot more. Uh, he'd been, he'd been groomed. Uh, he is a midfielder, which kind of opens him up to a slightly higher price tag. So I could see 6.5 given that he'll be playing farther forward. So I'm kind of tempted by 6.5, but 6.0 is where I landed.
1: I was kind of all over the place with this one, too. I, I ultimately put him at 5.5, his price for last season. Um, I, I just didn't really know where to put him. But I, I I wanted to note him here because I think he is a player that people should keep an eye out for next season. Uh, and then uh, we have the forwards, uh, Jimenez and Jota. The Jimenez is obviously the key player here. 17 goals, 7 assists, 33 bonus points. Started the season at 7.5, ended at 8. i just throw Jota on because I, I think he could be at a really attractive price if they sort of price him as they probably should, um, yeah. given his returns. Um, so seven goals, three assists, 12 bonus points, but you know, really, really dangerous on his day and in form. So what are the prices for Jimenez and Jota next season?
0: Yeah, I thought Jimenez was really underpriced. I remember us talking about this at the start of last season when he came in at 7.5 after having a— really good season the season prior. Yep. I thought he was going to be priced at at least 8.0. So I could see him as as a 9.5 striker just given now his like proven season upon season record, but he also mm-hmm. has this record of being kind of underpriced and I think at 9.0 It's somewhere in between. I feel like it's kind of just enough might be a little underpriced. It makes him a little harder to fit into your side. It it feels right. So 9.0 for Jimenez. And then Jota for me is much cheaper. As you say, it's the compelling sort of, if not him, then him. And Mm -hmm. at 7.0, you know, after we give Jota his standard four weeks grace period where he can't even dribble the ball, Um, maybe he's worth 7.0.
1: Wow. I've got six for Jota. So uh, we've got a big, uh, big difference there. I just think uh, I actually would love for him to come in at 5.5 and make people really sweat. Um, I think that would be, I
0: just think Jimenez drags him up a little bit by necessity.
1: Mm, That's true. That's, that's, that's a good way of thinking about it. It's kind of like the Liverpool defenders. Uh, All right, Brandon, those are your, that's 46 players predicted uh wait 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 before
0: before we move on i didn't get your jimenez price let's lock this in what did you have jimmy at
1: oh i had the same price as you nine million i think that's the perfect price for him yeah yeah i think that i am totally with you there um and you you might you make a good case for joda i just think based on his returns i think six is is probably the right price um all right well that's that's your pod uh thank you for listening and thank you to all the patreons who support the podcast um and uh you know i'm really really keep us motivated. So if you'd like to support the podcast and get access to a bunch of new stuff that are rolling out next season, you go to patreon.com slash always cheating. Uh, and Brandon, could, would you mind just quickly saying thank you to our Patreon producer mm. patrons?
0: As quickly as I can, but not to sell them short, not, Josh. No, no, big, never, big thanks no. to our producers, Trevor Ingerson, Mike DiPietro, Chris Howell, Andy Penn, Martin Savage, Brian T, De big Gaffer, Bob Coon, Jeff Husby, Ben Grant, James Holland, Jazz Binning, Dave Wagner, Lodal, Nick Wright, Jim Payne, Brian Chin, Blair Jacobson, Frederick Kean Gransky, Travis West, Alan Creasy, Victor Forberg, Skoging, Paul Hurt, Kaya Christine Lalang, Peter Boductel, Andy Portlock, Toothless Gibbon, Lindsey Rostel, Anton Markov, FPLmerch.com, James Conroy, Brandon B. Paul Scanlon, Kieran Screeton, and James Hurd. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Always Shooting Podcast, wherever good podcasts are found. Follow us on social media, everywhere where you get your social media. For all this and more, including the Always Cheating Shop, visit us at alwayscheating.com.
1: Yep, and we're going to disappear again and uh, reappear when the game launches. Will that be this week, next week, two weeks from now, a month from now? Who knows? September uh, but when 12th. Game, <laughs> yeah, when the, when the game is back, so will we be. So uh, we'll talk to you again soon, folks. And uh, thank you for listening and uh, enjoy the enjoy your August. All right, bye. Poku forever. guys as we head out of here just a quick note sports are coming back and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events major league baseball is back in action there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners bet online check out all the odds futures and props to bet on all available 24 7 and with the return of sports, BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert R. Right, that's a fun mix of players, Brandon. I like all three of those players. Mm. Especially Eddie George, a tall running back. I always like a tall running back. I uh, hear what they had to say on what it's like to be playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.